0: So I'd just like to bring up one little spiritual insight that I gleaned from this, this Sunday Gospel. So we have this beginning where Jesus starts off by healing Peter's, Peter's mother-in-law. And following this, this curing of her from her fever... It seems as though he preserved her life. He goes on to heal and and take care of many, many others. And so we hear that after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. The whole town. So everybody was there. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, Everyone's looking for you. Now this is, this is the interesting response of Jesus that doesn't make as much sense when you look at it uh, a few times. He told them, let us go to the nearby villages that I may preach there also. For this purpose I have come. And so Jesus seems to be avoiding his pursuit by the people in the town he, he is not interested in more miracles he is not interested in more physical healing and he says that the reason that he has come is that he might preach for this purpose i have come I find this very interesting Jesus is putting an emphasis on the spiritual order of things over the physical order of things. You know, I think one of the question that, questions that trips up a lot of people is, why does God give miracles to some people, but he does not give them to others? Maybe some of us have had the privilege of seeing actual miracles take place in people's lives or our own lives. It's an incredibly awe-inspiring thing to see, to see physical miracles take place. Very beautiful. But why does God cure some people and not all people? You know, I see this with the sacrament of anointing of the sick. Sometimes it has; it seems to have, on more rare occasions, it seems to have a, a very Pronounced, obvious effect on the person being anointed. But a lot of times it doesn't physically. I think this is because and and, and Jesus' response to Simon is, is Jesus is already establishing and trying to make known. That he came not to restore the physical order first and foremost. Eventually, he will do that at the end of time. We call that the new creation. And that began with the restoration through the resurrection of his own body. We'll all get our bodies back. And the entire created universe, which is fallen, will be restored. We read about this in the book of Revelation. But Jesus did not come to immediately bring restoration to the physical universe. He came first and foremost, his primary concern, because he saw it as the most important, or he sees it as the most important concern, is to bring order to the spiritual world. Less obvious, especially to us as moderns, we are, we are materialists as moderns. And it's hard sometimes to see how important the spiritual life is. It's less obvious. Jesus came to restore the spiritual order. He came for the deeper things, the more important things. And that's why His preaching is so important. His preaching has a power to completely change human beings lives and the trajectory of their lives it has a power to take over what does the lord say he quotes the book of deuteronomy when he's in the desert with satan and satan offers him that that he says he offers him the stone and says turn this into a piece of bread he says man does not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds forth from the mouth of God. Jesus' words have an impact and a power for those who are humble and who allow him to take over. His words feed us in a way that defeats evil and restores our souls brings us to God. This past week I was watching this documentary with, uh, with a few friends. It's called Into Great Silence. And it was incredibly profound. So this is a documentary that takes place in the French Alps where there's this Carthusian Monastery. And the Carthusians are a very strict order, religious order, kind of based in. They were founded by Saint Bruno, but they're very much uh, Benedictine in their style, except for m- more strict. And these monks live a very austere life. They live in this in the in the mountains. French Alps, and they only leave their cells, their, their, their little rooms, to pray together a couple times a day, and they only talk, they only talk on Sundays, and they only eat together on Sundays as a group. Their whole life is oriented towards prayer and contemplation of God and the spiritual things of life. It's tremendously interesting in this documentary. I highly recommend watching it. It's long. It's more like going into prayer than watching a movie. I wouldn't watch it with your teenagers. It's not going to be helpful. It's it's a film that doesn't use any type of uh, sound. It doesn't add any sounds. It's just almost uh, complete silence. All natural light. And what happens is, as you're watching, is you start to get into this spiritual place of those uh, monks being filmed. And one of the insights for me was the absolute joy of these men who live this very strict life. This, this life that seems to be a life of, um, from, the, from the world's point of view, almost impossible to comprehend. And these men live by the Word of God, and it brings them such joy. These are the words that Christ preaches to them as they pray and stay in contemplation and union with God throughout the day. They pray for the world and they offer a sacrifice of themselves to the Lord on behalf of of the world. Jesus, we ask you to put an emphasis in our lives on the spiritual life, on your words, on on just the absolute preciousness of every word that you utter, especially in the four Gospels. Help us to be in the midst of our activity, our busyness, contemplative. Help us to be contemplative Help us to receive these words, Lord, from the Scripture and let them seize our souls. Give us the strength to make time for silence and for the reception of Your preaching to our hearts. Give us a good word, Lord. Give us a good word that will sustain our being Give us strength, defeat evil in our own souls, heal us, and bring us joy. We ask this through your holy name, Lord Jesus. Amen.